they should have a commercial mindset because what they care about is ROAS and ROI. Right, right, agree. And if that message is not correct in the digital world, mm. then you're not getting anywhere. Mm. Which is yeah. I think, well, depending on how good of a leader, but uh, in five to 10 years or 15 years from now, you might be surprised that some of the e-commerce or digital starters will become the leaders of tomorrow. Hoteliers, welcome to I'm a Hotelier podcast, the show where hospitality professionals share actionable insights, strategies, and tips. I'm your host, Kiran Girija. I'm so excited today to have Alexander Suski as one of our first guests on the show. Alex is the acting CEO of Ishak Hospitality. Based out of Dubai, Ishak Hospitality has a diversified portfolio of hotel brands, including Crown Plaza, Holiday Inn Express, and Stable Suites. Before I jump on to the questions, Tell me, what does a normal workday, work week look like for you as a hotelier? To be fair, I think there is no normal uh, workday or work week in a hotelier's life. I think mm. you, you surely know that as well as a hotelier. Yeah. There is no normal routine in, in hospitality. Right. Uh, I think what we're do, trying to do is we're trying to make as much as possible structure within a constantly changing chaos within yeah. hospitality. That's where we're trying to go. Yeah. For us in Ishak, in pretty much where we have a culture of high performance. Yeah, That's our culture and what we're uh, striving to go for, which is based on six values, Yeah, six core values. And in principle, if you say uh, work week or, or work month or, or day is to try to commit to that culture and, and through those core values mm-hmm. in order to achieve that mission and vision. So I think it's very important from my side and in leadership then as well to make sure that if we have a vision and a mission and a strategy to hold to on it and not to be disrupted by some of that chaos or instability. If we keep that, then everybody has their heads in the same direction. Looking at the, at the six core values from our side, to give you an example, is innovation, where we try to improve technology to, to get to a better result and productivity. We have, of course, as well, a synergy. Communication is super important with hyper-transparency from top to bottom and, and bottom to top. So mm-hmm. that's what we want as well. Human capital, we want to recognize and appreciate the people working in the company who are high performers. Mm-hmm relationships, making sure that through the right relationships, we grow the portfolio and grow the equity of the properties. Yeah. Adaptability. We are mid-sized, small. We are not big. We are mid-sized, so we're very adaptable. Uh, So remaining flexible is one of the key values as well Mm -hmm. uh, to mitigate anything that comes in, which could be this chaos. And then quality. Quality, as as you might know, we we own eight assets or hotels. Mm -hmm. We operate all eight of them under the IAG flags, uh, which is the Holiday Inn Express, Staybridge, Holiday Inn and the Crown Plazas. Mm -hmm. So if we cannot deliver the same or better quality as IAG is doing as an operator, then we fail as well. Then we should not be operating our own hotels. So that's kind of our mission and vision. Uh, Within that, we try to steer the team, get the best out of them and all in the same direction. That's in a high level what the day or the work week looks like. Yeah, I mean, the reason why I asked is because one of the important goals of the show is also to spread a message on what is the hotelier's kind of a job on a day-to-day basis. How does it look like and how is it different from the other industries, right? And I think you clearly put together how are you steering the company in terms of adding value to the whole culture that you're bringing in, which is interesting. It, it kind of gives a direction that even a company, big or small, needs to steer in a direction of their company values and vision. That's great. And within that full structuring of a chaos, always keep a smile. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> All right. 
Good. Just getting on to one of the first questions, you being a sales leader, I'm going to start with a sales strategy question. What is the one strategy that hotels shouldn't miss out when planning out their sales strategy? What is that one thing that you think is the most important? Okay. So, well, you answered it a little bit already yourself. Mm. There is no one strategy. Yeah. I have a sales background, but the sales background did not come from the sales in a hotel. So the moment mm. I stepped into hospitality, it became commercial. Right. Not sales. Right. I came into sales from a insurance business, mm. which is hardcore sales, which is different than hospitality. I can tell yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Insurance business is door to door, cold calling, stepping into somebody's household and living room, and after one hour, getting out with a contract where those people are bought an insurance for their life. Yeah. Yeah. This is a different ballgame than what you have with in hospitality, where it's all warm. Selling nice rooms. Key. Exactly. Yeah. But looking back at um, uh, so sales, that one strategy is not there. For me, it's rather the commercial pillars that build a slash commercial strategy. So sales is one of them. Six, revenue, marketing and communication, branding, partnerships and loyalty. And then the one that popped up the last 10 years, digital marketing and e-commerce, which became a pillar. Right which before yeah. was part of marketing and communication, but that became one side pillar, which might become, and this is, I'm sure you like to hear it as a mm. commercial digital marketing expert as well. Yeah. This becomes the glue between everything. Correct. Correct. So, well, like I said, that, that one strategy is not existing. Yeah. I think in order to be the most successful and taking the biggest share out of the competitive cake is what every brand, every hotel property person wants to do. Mm. I think you need to ensure that you action on every single pillar, looking at all those pillars, uh, and depending on property, location, segmentation, you have priorities. But then again, each pillar consists at least of 30 to 50 items or action points. True. So that makes it easy two to 300 items in a checklist, yeah. annual basis to make happen. Yeah. So if those 300 items, you tick them all, you have much more chance to make your hotel or property successful. Right. So again, there's not one strategy, mm. there might be priorities. Yeah. But uh, in my humble experience, especially on property, I think I did 18 properties in, in the career so far on property. It was making sure you touch base on that 360 commercial pillar view. Yeah, and that- true, true. Yeah, I can truly relate to what you said because, you know, I myself I started my career in sales. I started selling ERP software initially. Then I moved on to the digital platform. I started selling ads on digital platform when when the Google ads were not there. You know, I used to literally call up companies and then sell them banners on a particular website. To be honest, whenever somebody comes to me for an advice, let's say my cousin comes to me saying, you know, Kiran, I don't know what to do after my school. I would definitely tell them to go into sales. But do you believe in that sales is really a good stepping stone to any career, right? You know, you learn a, a, your basics from sales. So if you would ask what is the best entry point for, mm. uh, for somebody to come into hospitality or in commercial, the majority of the people I have seen so far reaching to let's say one of their career goals of being a director of sales and marketing or mm. director of sales or a general manager as well i would not say that sales was the the key entry point it can be anything it is an advantage if you have done something commercially in another industry but mm. also a disadvantage because again hospitality is so chaotic that you need to get used to it mm. now but coming back to that entry point i have seen people from any department moving into sales indeed Mm. and where you would say a sales coordinator or events coordinator is kind of an entry point because you can see everything so the more 
diverse, the better. But I have seen it from finance collection department mm. to SMB waiters and front of house was the most common as well. Sure, yeah, sure. Reservations, front of house, mm. then stepping into the sales coordinator or the sales and marketing coordinator. Mm. Yeah, my advice here would be don't wait too long to make that decision if you feel it's there. You need to get the opportunity. I'm fully aware as well. Yeah. Again, I was in insurance business and sales, but I did not step into mm. sales immediately. Mm. I came in through IT. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So I did a project for a company mm. to implement a new PMS, which meant pretty much converting and changing all the system from one system to another system and mm. gave me an insight on how hospitality works. Right. And before I knew it, I was standing at the front office of a hotel. Mm. I think the most important, even from the beginning, mm. making a clear, there's an advice for a starter hotelier, make a clear plan and a clear career path, which is achievable gradually growing, mm. but then very important. And I think that's a lot of hoteliers who start are lacking or not doing is ask a mentor yeah. or buddy up with somebody who's an inter industry expert to guide you and tell you what is the right thing. Right. Because unfortunately I have seen starting hoteliers who say, I will be a general manager in five years from now. It's not achievable. It is very ambitious. It's great, but somebody could guide you through the process because otherwise you'll become impatient. Yeah. You will quit hospitality or you become frustrated and you make the wrong decisions anybody through your podcast later on if they need advice yeah i think in that way i think hospitality kind of gives a lot of these options you can be in fnb you can be in the front office you can be in guest service you can be in marketing i mean that way i think hospitality is definitely unique my segue to the next question is something that you already touched upon we have seen marketing and revenue and i have been on both shoes marketing and revenue silos getting broken and we see more of that collaboration happening. Do you see at some point of time, marketing taking the lead on that commercial space, which is predominantly held by, let's say, uh, a sales strategy or a business development team, but marketing is always seen as a support, but use marketing getting up on the top and leading that commercial department. Maybe a marketing manager going into direction of becoming a GM. I understand what you mean. Yeah. Uh, let me put it this way. It's a, a industry stigma or institutional stigma from the industry that the revenue marketing and sales should not agree all the time or be fighting and yeah. get things done. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I don't agree with this. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that collaboration is crucial. Now, what's very interesting is that with the new crossover generation of, of youngsters and young hoteliers, mm. e-commerce experts could be and are in principle the glue between all three departments. Right. It's very interesting yeah. to see that. Yeah. Because they have the technical aspect which revenue touches based on a little bit. Yeah. They should have a commercial mindset because what they care about is ROAS and ROI. Right, right. Agree. And if that message is not correct in the digital world, mm. then you're not getting anywhere. Yeah. I think, well, Depending on how good of a leader, but uh, in five to 10 years or 15 years from now, you might be surprised that some of the e-commerce or digital part will become the leaders of tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, and no, no proper strategy nowadays should be or can be executed, of course, without e-commerce. Mm. But it's also useless without the input of revenue, uh, marketing or sales and vice versa. Of course, yes. So, uh, the synergy is crucial there. Yeah. So the silos in Ishraq hospitality, I do not believe in those silos. I do believe that I have experts uh, in each, mm. but I also do, do believe that they all need to be glued together. Again, reaching to that mission and vision and, and, and through the core values mm. of achieving the same objective. Yeah, yeah. Pandemic has not been great for hospitality. But as you know, pandemic has kind of accelerated the whole e-commerce part, you know, the digital apps part. This is something where 
hospitality industry has also gone back to say let's see how we can involve more into the digital invest more in technology do you think that is kind of accelerated as well absolutely mm. we should not we cannot hide it five years ago uh, i would uh, still have done magazine ads yeah that's it's a no-go mm. <laughs> so in, in terms of technology what has changed from a from a marketing point of view yeah. is the complete disappearance of hard copy uh, paper yeah it's all digital mm. now okay fair enough the the digital magazine or mm. the banner ad on a, on a website mm. you might still compare to having a magazine in your hands mm. fair enough so there's still some kind of a hybrid but if you look at the expenses from 100 percent there might have been 30 20 percent still spent on on advertising which now yeah is 10 percent or five and the rest goes straight to digital campaigns which we know what the return is so yeah that roi calculation is much more tapped into and, and analyzed yeah true true i agree and coming back to the revenue management part in a recent article on linkedin we were discussing on how the cost metrics the total revenue management metrics are going to kind of supersede the average room revenue ref bar metrics and how revenue managers are going to be more involved in analyzing costs and work towards cost optimization rather than just focusing on what's my ref bar. What are your thoughts upon it? How is the total revenue management metrics going to be the driver of rather than looking at what's your occupancy, what's your average rate and what's your ref bar? I agree with that, but the most important here is the ROI of the actions. Yeah. So cost optimization, fair enough, but it's all about ROI. Mm. So my revenue team in, in our hotels is responsible for top line revenue, fair enough, but the GOP and owner's return is the most important and not the ADR. Yeah. Not saying that ADR is not important, of course. on the contrary. Yeah. There used to be kind of this uh, sales put volume and ADR to revenue, and this is not a healthy situation. Yeah. Yeah. So my revenue is as responsible for the bottom line as the top line, mm. and he knows, okay, I, I cannot get business if I don't spend, invest, and look at things to action on. Cost optimization, yes, but he needs to build the top line, because at the end, now, he's responsible much more than before for maybe 50-60% of the segmentation. Yeah. Whilst five years, ten years ago, it was 10 to 20% of the segmentation. Yeah. Of the business mix. Yeah? yeah. So the business mix has changed into the into a much bigger uh, amount and, and accountability mm. for the revenue supported by e-commerce marketing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if he only looks at cost, then he will not get anywhere because mm. we know very well that the digital and the online revenue generation needs activities and investments to, to initiate revenue. Looking at cost is always a factor, but I think there's still more work to be done in that space, right? Yes, correct. This is something they have not been looked at in the past, where they were only looking at, okay, what's my pricing, what is the building, etc. Now they look at a much more diverse thing, right. which is a revenue director never had to convince a finance to do an activity 10 years ago, five years ago. So I, I need to do this. This will be my ROI. That was the job of the director of sales and marketing or the marketing or yeah. whoever or the salesperson who says, I need to go to this exhibition. Can I please get the okay in the budget to have $5,000 to travel there? Yeah. This is now a job that becomes on the, that is on the shoulders of the revenue because he's in charge of 50 to 60% of the revenues. Correct. 
So that's something I have been living and, and reading throughout my commercial career as a director of sales and marketing mm -hmm. from my 25 to 35 in order to get the buy-in from the operations and the finance to get things done and approved. Mm -hmm. So to be successful, that's something which that whole commercial team and all the pillars need to, they need to learn, they need to showcase because ROI is much more important than it used to be because the times are more tougher. So yeah. The coin or the dirham is uh, tossed mm. upside down three times before it is spent, yeah, right? Yeah. So Times are more tougher and then the business mix has also changed, like you mentioned. It is more segments, online segments adding into that revenue contribution, which Correct. again needs to be optimized to make sure that profitability is increased. Correct. Yeah. Hybrid work model. We During the last uh, ROC conference, HSMA RAW conference, uh, we, you touched upon it a bit and I thought it was very interesting where you mentioned that you don't think that model will work for hospitality. I mean, that model is kind of proven to work for tech companies. And I think a lot of tech companies are moving in that direction. I still wanted to understand from you, can we like disprove it? Saying that hybrid model will work for hospitality at some point of time? Will Do you see a hotel brand maybe coming up with an idea saying that our employees are going hybrid and what we are still giving the guests a 100% personalized service? Depends from department to department. So mm. I might correct slightly the statement that I made there. However, I still stand behind it. I think it depends from department to department. Maybe digital marketing can still be hybrid because digital marketing is on the digital space. And revenue management can also be because it's all you know in the cloud now. Correct. Digital, I would maybe say not yet because digital, and this is where it is important, is still the glue between the other departments. So if the the pulse and the touch with the people is not there and you, let's put it this way i have an outlet and my digital marketing team is in charge of promoting that outlet yeah if they're not here to smell taste feel mm. hear that outlet how it is going etc they won't be able to tell the story maybe right exactly there's no story behind it's pure uh, mathematical numbers uh, yeah. with this on social so I don't think that's that's how it should be done. Right. Again, yes, hybrid way. Mm. Revenue might be the department as well, but they still should be in touch with the team on the ground. Otherwise, they they yeah. yeah I mean, lose grip. Yeah. Uh, it's like you can't sell anything which you can't feel it, or maybe you know you need to feel the brand, you need to feel the property, and only then you will be able to sell it authentically or market it authentically. Right. And I think there's still more coming in that space, hybrid work model. Companies are still experimenting in that phase to see what is the right fit. Some companies have gone back to office completely after they moved virtually. I think there's a lot more to be seen in that space. Yeah, yeah. correct. All right, so we are coming to the end of the podcast. I really want to take an opportunity to thank you. Before leaving, what's the one tip that you want to share with hoteliers? It could be anything related to productivity. It could be any books that you recommend. It could be any hacks that you can share with the hoteliers listening to the show. Sure, absolutely. And it's the same thing which I try to put through here in the company as well. But what is great to see with uh, the company here is that we have four three-star hotel, which are the Holiday Inn Expresses. And then we have Holiday Inn and Staybridge four-star and two Crown Plazas, which are five-star. So we have a very interesting growing model where the entry point is is the holiday and express for some of the people and then you can grow to five star mm -hmm. so that growth and that development is crucial my advice or, or anything that i could share is again what i said make a career plan um, uh, for yourself when you start or when you're now in the industry already that is reviewed by somebody who's your mentor or an industry expert because it will help you right Second, do not count on anybody else except for yourself to train and develop yourself. 
if you get along the way a training done great absorb take it but it's only you who will decide what the future is of your own career nobody else that's two three take initiatives fail but get up fast yeah and don't make them again yeah yeah, yeah. that's how you will learn and develop yourself faster and be more become more tougher yeah, yeah. but if you don't yeah. take any initiatives nothing will happen you will stay wherever you are mm -hmm. take initiatives out of the 10 six might not work but or seven but two or three might work this will lead to somebody noticing that difference or that initiative which will give you a career boost mm -hmm. And, and four on leadership, when you say what would you productivity tips or, or, or books, I live by a book which is called Five Levels of Leadership by John C. Maxwell. All right, I'll put that in the show notes. Um, that's something I live by since probably 10 years already. It helped me a lot. It's very simple. It's five levels, five key points. And it's what I live by as well with regards to bringing a vision into a company. Great. You know, I love what you said about having a goal for yourself, counting on not really a lot of other people, but still understand what your vision is and then, then working towards it. This is something that a lot of people can take upon and move towards their career. Yeah, once again, thank you. It was great having you on the show. Uh, thank you so much, Alex, and hope to catch you again soon. Anytime, uh, Kiryan, thank you very much. I hope uh, there's some people who got some tools or tips out of it. And anytime, looking forward to meet you soon. All right. Take care, Alex. Bye-bye.